you know what, what what is it called like when you work there to just to get experience um at a corporate uh, internship job. internship yeah, yeah so you're in an yeah, internship yeah, yeah. a corporate job as a student yeah and after that you know it didn't work out so well for me i ended up working at the airport which was quite a lot of, of stress going on and it was just very fast paced um that didn't work out as well i ended up being in the hospital because i had some sort of panic attack oh. um yeah it was it was quite a day you know at, at first i thought i was having some sort of heart attack but it was just all because of stress um and then i tried again going after a you know a corporate job after what i studied which was you know web development and stuff um that didn't work out as well you know it was a crazy environment um my boss was just you know he wasn't the boss you would have he was would the know. nicest guy in the world yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah um i started and failed as a kid growing up about five, seven businesses uh mlm um car flipping whatever you can imagine uh, i even started you know um importing health products for men um health styling products and whatnot and i didn't i didn't go nowhere with this and i just one day i started questioning myself you know what's going on why i'm why i'm not not succeeding on anything and that's where i got the answer and it was like i was not good at sales or marketing so i started watching a bunch of youtube videos all of these well-known american gurus that are out there you know uh, some yeah. names <laughs> and then the next thing i knew was i joined the copywriting course learned a bunch of things started working under many us agencies got a ton of experience and then after that, i decided just to go on my own journey learn what i um i mean apply what i learned yeah that's long story short that's where i am right now wow that's <laughs> awesome and now so who's who are the favorite three gurus favorite three favorite three gurus um i don't know if he likes to be called a guru but i would say a guy is called troy erickson okay and then there's one. another one sorry that's one yeah um i would say ian stanley is another one too and all right welcome in to vision pros live with jackson callum i'm your show host we will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there Welcome into Vision Pros Live. I'm your host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. I'm excited for so many different reasons. One of the, the many at the top is that I've got Alex Gregoriades on our call. Now I say that with a Spanish accent, so forgive me. It's it, it, a gringo Spanish accent. Let's be real here. Um, but Alex is the uh, owner of Email Bounty Hunter. And what a, what a humble story he just shared with us right before we dove into the intro. And uh, he's a good dude. 
Like he, he cares a lot about people. And I've seen that. So I was like, I mean, I gotta get this guy on the show. And we're going to be talking about community growth through email marketing because selfish endeavor. I want to know more about email marketing myself. Last year, there was an article that came out about trends. What trend do you focus on? They ask a bunch of gurus and Ryan Dice of digital marketers answer was email. It's not going anywhere. Everybody still has one. Stay focused on the assets that are working super, super well. Um, so if you have a massive email list, this could be an, a fantastic episode. If you are building an email list, you're interested in that too. This could also be an important episode. I'll let Alex uh, guide us on, on whether, which of those is, is truest. Before we dive in with Alex, though, um, another special announcement. We are expanding. Um, we have Paul Murphy on our team now as an executive advisor. And we also, in addition to Paul, have Chris Chambers, who just came on as CD, CEO of Media Productions, and he has taken off like a rocket with my other show, The Power Take. Um, so make sure to tune in to Chris, see what he's up to. His his brain, his heart, like I don't, I don't know if there's a continent that they would fit on. Uh, he's amazing. So make sure to check out Chris, support him in his endeavors, and uh, you will be so shocked with the amount of things you can learn from him. Sponsorships, cold click. We use ColdClick for our own LinkedIn automation. I love the tool. I love the founder. Um, Art Hoffman has become a good friend of mine, somebody who has my back at every corner and, and I can go to him and we talk shop about what's going on in the LinkedIn automation space and how can we optimize what we're up to to, to distribute our voice. That is the most important, well, I should say it's important. It's a top layer of your funnel. It's supposed to be the largest. I see so many business owners not distributing their voice. They go on Facebook and post to your own audience that 90% of them have probably already unfollowed your post if you're posting about business. Um, in addition to that, you may have an Instagram channel. Um, you're, you're not on Twitter. Um, you're probably not. You might be going out to networking events, but it's just you. You got to get your voice out there so you can find people who are like, wow, I want to engage with that person. The more people you come across, the more likely you are going to end up with a, a treasure trove of people who come towards you and say, I really want to be involved in that. It has led to, on a single Friday, 50 applications for our show. And we've got a steady flow of about 30 to 50 right now with some of those um, cinched down because we don't have as much capacity right now with the holidays. Um, in addition to that, there's this other sponsor, Simply Fast Websites. Um, Shane, I just got a special feeling about Shane, to be honest with you guys. Um, he, oh, part of that was seeing that he had launched websites at starting $179 a month. And he just got this like nurturing nature about him. I was like, man, if I was starting over from scratch right now, I would totally pay him 179 bucks, submit the form and have him launch a, I don't know how raw it would be. I don't know how amazing it would be. I don't know. You'd, you'd have to see for yourself, but I don't know any other web developers and web strategists who are offering websites at that price point. If you are, don't hesitate to drop a comment and, and defend yourself and say like, hey, I do that too. We're looking to help entry-level entrepreneurs pave their path forward faster so that they have a better chance of winning. Too many get stuck playing the online marketer role and keeping that hat on tight in their head. And then they never end up moving their businesses forward. I don't have my water bottle with me, but it is in the other room. The water project is next. If you're in a position to give back, please do. And, and please go to the water project and give there. Somebody emailed me just yesterday showing me their contribution to the water project. And I was so stoked. And I think some people would look at that and be like, oh, they're just showboating. Uh-uh. They are inspiring me. They are elevating 
all of us by having done that. Now, if you're not in a position to give back and you're like, well, I can't do that, Jackson. I don't have the money. Do me a favor. Do us all a favor. Just share it. Share it with your audience who will not see this episode. You never know what type of good can come out of sharing goodwill. What's cool about the Water Project, they show you the communities they're affecting. You get to see the outcome of the results of where your dollar goes. I just think that's super extra special. And if you have a cause you'd like to see us support, promote, uh, campaign for, talk about, just drop the link in the comments and share it with us. We will check it out. Um, and and we're, we're all about trying to find new ways to give back. There's billions of people in this world who need a lot of help. And those of us who are in a fortunate position enough to listen to a podcast, I think we have an amazing opportunity to be a part of that. So without further ado, Alex Gregoriades, thank you so much for being on the show today. Welcome to Vision Pros Live. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, let me get this banner rolling. That's Here's another secret for all you podcast listeners right now. When this banner goes up at the bottom of the screen, that's my signal to my production assistant to start sharing screen. Um, and so now some of you guys know the secret Easter egg behind, behind our, one of our production strategies. So Alex, as we, uh, as, Hey, look, there we are. Um, LinkedIn just started doing this where our lives are now as your header. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's, that's cool. I think it's funny. Yeah, absolutely. So Alex, uh, you, you talked to us a little bit about your background. Um, as we get ready to talk about email marketing and, and you know, what, what things you're doing over with email bounty hunter, I'd like to know from you. Who do you think should be listening right now? And why do you feel they should be listening to you? Well, any business that wants to grow their revenue, uh, because email marketing starts at day one, right? So you grow your audience. Um, you have to have your own list, which comes part of you know the asset of the business. If at some point you want to exit that business, then the list you have is going to be part of how much you're going to sell that business. So um yeah it's quite essential and any business owner who has a community should also think that anyone can can have uh, at their disposal absolutely now i'm going to put a, a quote on the screen here uh this quote came from you as you submitted your form for your vision let's go back to that comment there we are it says, I'm aiming to help people achieve this future by helping them build the business of their dreams and grow their communities. So I'm a big I'm a big fan as well of the community concept. People want to belong to something. They want to belong uh, in an environment with people that are like minded. And so community growth is I can see how, how massive that is and why why you key in on that. I, I honor you for that. So what's your vision for those that you serve when I say that? Right there's the path to the vision, but once they've gotten to that that other side, what's life look like? What's that vision look like for them? Alex, you still there? We got yeah, we sorry, the car. There. Yep, there we go. There we are. So, what's your vision for those that you serve? Yeah, I mean, you know, my vision is first of all. Because I'm interacting with a list that that's not my own, right? It's it's the business list, so I have to make sure that everything I do is on point for that business. So if I'm interacting with that, and that um, oh no, we're having some technical uh, difficulties, but. 
with Alex's answers. Alex, the internet keeps the internet demons are cutting you off and making sure that the gold does not come through today. Um, if there's a program or two that you can shut down in the background, that might help. Um, you know, but let's see how it let's see how it does again. Um, go ahead, try to pick up where where you were. Yeah, I mean, if I'm interacting with a business uh, list, I have to make sure that the brand's voice is on point. And I want to make sure that everything I do is 100% where it needs to be. For example, I have to be sending emails that, you know, people like to read, they'll be entertained. And the momentum going so they keep opening the emails in we're losing we're, we lost you again but there's that you know you, you got to get people to read the emails they got to be entertained by the emails one of the other quotes that you shared was i like to inspire other people who also might be interested in building their own agencies um and so you've you've worked with a number of agencies. Um, and I can see how that goes hand in hand with email marketing. Um, Alex, are you there again? I think I lost Alex completely. Um, one of the things I was gonna ask Alex about next was about which which is his first language because I, I know English is his second language. And he, I just think it's tremendous that, you know, when I know how hard it is to speak in Spanish and I know how there's there's so many opportunities to accidentally misconvey what it is you want to talk about. The difference, for instance, between the, the the thought process of, hey, you should do that. And hey, I want you to do that. And hey, why don't you do that? Hey, you could do that. All of those little bitty words that seem so insignificant once you're fluent in a language. Those are the things that can really trip up and ruin a relationship when you had the intent of saying the right terminology. So when I come across people like Alex who've put in the due diligence to understand their craft in their own language. And in addition to that, be able to learn and serve other communities in different languages. I'm always like, I just, it, it gives me a reverence and what I've seen in his submission forms as well. And in our conversations behind the scenes too, we had a good 30 minute call before this one about three weeks ago. Um, it's just that that heart of gold service. So hopefully the internet is is back in just a minute for Alex. Let's check one more time and see if it's good to go. Alex, are you there? Can you hear me okay? It's going to be one of those days, folks. Uh, let's see. Oh, maybe. Maybe you're back. Are you there, Alex? Hello. Can you hear me? Hey, there you are. All right. I'll tell you what. So if we have another, um, like, just internet mishap, what we'll do We'll give all bridges a gap. I'll talk about some email marketing and, and what we have going on. And I'll actually give our audience access to our deadline sequence framework um, because I want to make sure people get as much out of this as possible. If it cuts you off again, go ahead and reset your router and modem and, and we'll have you back on in a few minutes while I bridge the gap. So Alex, let's give it one more shot. Um, you know, what's, what's, um, what's your worst leadership experience ever? Let's dive into that. Oh, it's still not hitting. That internet is just frustrating. Uh, experience like from a point of view. 
Yeah, but Alex, we're gonna we're gonna have to wait because your your internet's still cutting out. So do us a favor, reset the router modem. We'll bring you back on. Um, we'll have you add into the flavor of the conversation. I'm gonna dive right into email marketing for people from my perspective, and that will uh, help people on and also community growth. So a couple of things. One thing I learned from Flowchat regarding community growth and Sean Malone and what they were up to that I, I don't see practice a lot in the Facebook group growth market is when you have new members coming in, there's those forms that you, you, you want to ask those strategic questions, of course. That's all baked in there. But one of the other big things is I see people do these welcome uh, posts where it's like, hey, welcome. And it's got a thousand people on there and nobody feels welcome. Right. It's like you just welcomed a thousand people. Nobody really actually reached out to me. Facebook now pretty much automates that. And what Flowchat does instead is I saw them start taking people individually and they have a very cool system for copy and paste. It makes this very easy, by the way. Um, but they go to the most relevant new post or post that they want to rise to the top. They tag the person in that post as a comment and ask for their thoughts on that post or they ask them to introduce themselves within the conversation of the community itself. That's kind of like showing up to a university and not just being told, okay, everybody welcome. Here's a big welcome sign. Just walk through and find your own way. That's kind of like being taken, like asked, hey, what is it that you want? You know, And then assessing based on your profile and then dropping you in the subject that means the most to you and inter introducing you to a smaller clan or tribe within the community that gets them jump-started and helps them feel welcome. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And again, I don't see very many companies out there practicing that in their, their Facebook community building. That same principle can apply to LinkedIn communities as well, for instance. So then we have this resource call, and, and I think we can drop, I'm pretty sure we can drop the resource into the landing page notes for this episode. Cynthia and I will find a way to do that. Uh, but basically, we have a framework for a deadline email sequence that is so powerful and helpful and we hope you use it ethically. The, the idea behind an urgency sequence or creating a deadline sequence is not to box people in. It's to help people understand that you truly do have a limited supply of whatever it is you have. And you're trying to inspire them to take advantage of it before you actually run out. Again, we all know there's companies out there who utilize that for bad. It doesn't mean we shouldn't utilize the same approach but please do so with ethics. And here's also why, if, if you need a reason to be ethical, the reason would be you're going to torch your reputation if you ever use that in a way that's not ethical. Unfortunately, we see it all the time in the market. Um, and so what do I mean by an unethical approach to using a deadline sequence? Uh, if you say that hurry supplies only last, you know, for, will only last for, we only have three more in stock, but you actually have like 300 more, that is a flat out lie. You are manipulating the market. You are torching your reputation. There is bad karma and juju that will come after you for doing things like that too. Don't do it. Only use deadline sequences with ethics. But in the sake of, in, in the case of first class business, for instance, we are right now at our own our capacity. We have that measured. We will bring on two clients per week. That's it. Like we, we don't do more than that. And, and so if somebody's in a position where we're like, well, I don't care. I don't really want to work with you. That's fine. That's totally cool. At the same time, if we have a big backlog of people who want to work with us and they see that and they know that they want to be one of the two because they need to launch now, not later, helping them understand our thresholds and bandwidth helps them prioritize 
taking action saying, you know what, I don't want to have to get help from them in three quarters from now or next week or the week after that. And as we continue to build out our, our, um, our demand, that reservation list gets longer. The greatest instance that I've seen in that was Elon Musk selling the Tesla Model 3, now probably trumped by Taylor Swift um, and her concert tickets and how that went. But going back to the Elon Musk example, um, he sold a car from stage and 180,000 people put a $1,000 reservation down on a car they wouldn't get for two to three years. They didn't even have the timeline nailed down specifically, but people were so excited about it. They bought into it. Everybody said he was going to fail. And as we all know, he's become one of the most successful business owners of all time. And that wasn't the only reason or the, the, the exact reason why that happened. There's a lot of things that he's done. But what we can do is we can look at that perspective of how did he do what he's done in different capacities and say, how do I model this with my own brand? And how do I make sure to make good on my delivery if I decide to drive high demand for my brand. So that that deadline email sequence will absolutely be sharing it in the comments and it will give you the 10 emails, the frameworks that we we use when we put together an email sequence for deadline purposes and it will base it's basically a fill in the blank coloring book that you don't have to color. Um you just replace your logos with it. So with that said, let's see if Alex is back on and the internet's good. You good to go Alex? I believe so, but you know Ooh, you sound good. technology. <laughs> <laughs> right. Never. Trust I agree with you on that. Technology is, uh, oh man, we got to have fun in our tech world, don't we? All right, Alex. So let's dive into that worst leadership experience ever. What, what, what's, what's that look like? You already talked about one uh, really nice guy boss. Um, that could have been it, but go ahead and elaborate or, or give us a new one. Um, I think I will bring up the job that I have that I had in my, at the airport where hmm. there was a lot of pressure and a lot of stress especially at some it was one day where all the airplanes were rerouted to our airport because the other one that we have in our country was closed Ooh. so we were getting twice as much airplanes at our airport so it was chaotic and then that affected me a lot like i ended up having a panic attack and the next day my boss told me, yeah, you know, maybe Alex, you're not able to handle pressure, you know, just why don't you look at some something else or you might not be able to achieve anything in your life. So what? Yeah, uh, I would say that was that was the worst leadership. Experience yeah, he got ever. the trophy. He got yeah. he just hit over the head with that trophy. That's wow way to make it personal um you know and and really try to attack the character of the individual um rather than understanding the the event um you know itself and and he probably you know wasn't wasn't dealing with the same things you were on that day either um so yeah that's 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 a that's a pretty big worst leadership let's talk about the best switching to the opposite of the spectrum what's the best leadership experience the best mm, that's a good question um i guess i would say i haven't been it able to be one you've seen too it could be one that yeah. you've, you've been like man i i would love to have a leader like that or see a leader do that hmm that's that's another quick, quick question i mean what would i say here i guess 
I guess someone like Elon Musk is someone that always brings the best out of the team uh, because whatever business he has built, it has always been successful and we have to give credits to the team as well. So um, whatever, doesn't matter what industry he joins, he just is able to extract the best out of any team. So I guess that's the best leadership experience that I've seen so far. Dude, I'll double down on that against popular demand on mainstream media, right? He took over Twitter. You know, there's a whole bunch of fuss about how bad he was doing, how unfit he was for it and blah, blah, blah. Well, one, one, the news loves drama, right? So they're going to focus right on anything. It's just like when people burnt LeBron's jersey in Cleveland and, and set it on fire. There was like one or two people who did that. I um, mean, you know, out of a city of millions and millions and millions of fans beyond that. So news loves to focus in on the drama, right? And so there's, of course, then you got all the Twitter employees. And of course, some of them are going to be upset about change and all that. But if you're on the chopping block, right, if, if you're one of the people who's not producing, but you're super highly paid, of course, you're going to come back against him and, and try to create a revolt. You know, why, why would you why would you not if you've been there? riding the coattail you know of, of the company the entire time i don't know who was and who wasn't i'm not pointing trying to put judgment on any specific person but what i have seen and heard from people who are much closer to elon musk is exactly what you said that he shows up that he cares about them that he wants them to win that he empowers them tremendously so i love that you you use that example anything else you want to add before we move on to the most powerful lesson um yeah and now that you mentioned lebron james i mean he brought up the greatest example in the sports i guess with uh, michael jordan where i watched the documentary last year he was saying that his team was a bit lazy and he just was able to bring the best out of them every single time push them harder keep going keep winning no matter how many trophies they had it was, it was just hungry for more and the team mm -hmm. saw that so yeah that was another good good leader in in that space hey absolutely absolutely we'll have our goat debate later um <laughs> about that, but I, i'm a big fan of both um absolutely so what powerful lesson can other visionaries learn from your experience if this was the last lesson you could gift us what would it be uh i guess it all comes down to be a human being um some people just don't understand that. Maybe they see you as a number. Maybe you see you as a dollar sign. We're all human beings in this place. We're going to leave at some point. So we have to leave some sort of a legacy behind us. What are people going to remember us for? So I would say be a good person, add value to other people's lives. Um, it's not all about the money at the end of the day. Yeah, sure. We want to put money on the table. But um, money, we can't take it with us when we're going to die. So I would say just do as much as possible for other human beings, bring by you, build connections. Yeah, that, that's how you I mean, that's how I've seen many successful entrepreneurs grow their business at the end of the day is no, you don't come as needy. You don't become as someone who takes advantage of other people. When you, as soon as you add value and you just give as much as you give, the more you're going to get back. So I guess that's 
part of the law of attraction as well, law of the universe. So, yeah. Wow. It is, man. That was, that was a beautiful answer. Um, if I, I, I cannot count, I cannot count on one hand out of more than probably more than 2000 email marketing companies that have tried to approach us for what we, what they could do for us and how they can help us expand our lists, et cetera, over the years. Um, I cannot count on one hand the amount of people in email marketing who said what you just said and who believe that. Mm. <laughs> and if yeah. we could just get the email marketers in the world, the, the marketers in general in the world to, to make that shift, to say, how can I be a valuable human to others, right? How, how can I serve? How can I give? How can I stand for something that means more? Like all these copywriting frameworks wouldn't matter so much, all these templates and stuff, because if we're doing the right thing for the right reason, because we care about others, then the result can come. That's the type of person that I want helping me on my email marketing strategies. Let's go right into that. So when it comes to the world of community growth through email marketing, what are, what are some of the, um, let's start on the elite side. What are some of the things people are overlooking at the highest levels for email marketing that, that they should be doing? And then we'll, we'll circle back to somebody who's getting started. I guess the number one thing is, uh, email automation. Um, that's the most thing that people overlook because they don't pay much attention to it they might have the least amount of automations in place or either the emails inside that sequence aren't enough. For example, an abandoned card sequence um, should have at least five emails. And I've seen other businesses that just maybe have one or two. And in that case, they're leaving money on the table. And if you can imagine that these automations are running 24-7 every single day, then that money accumulates that's on the table. So, um, yeah, email automations play a big role. doesn't matter the size of the business, to be honest. Um, as soon as you start getting traffic and you start growing the list, the number one thing you should do is, is have the email automations in place. Yeah. Okay. So getting the email automations in place, um, you know, the, the, the time is now ultimately, um, with, those who are uh, getting, so one of the big challenges that, that I've had with email marketing is finding somebody I can trust to make sure that they know how to protect my domain, right? So in addition to getting into people's inboxes, I also want to make sure I'm getting into it in a way where we're not getting marked as spam and we're not potentially being thrown in Gmail dungeon. Um, what would you say about that? How, what do you need to do to make sure that you're not ruining your reputation or accidentally marked as all-time spammer oh well, i could be talking about this topic forever uh, but <laughs> not easy uh, not easy yeah uh i guess the most important thing is or things are basically uh quality of the leads so as soon as someone joins the list uh first of all um, you have to make sure that that's someone who genuinely wants to read from you and it's not someone that's going to just you know, get whatever freebie you have and just jump off. Um, so you have to, let's say after a week of someone joining the list, you have to track the data and see if that person is actually opening 
any emails. If that's not the case, then they can go straight out of the door and uh, unsubscribe them because that's going to harm your reputation if you have inactive people on the list. That's brilliant. The next thing is, um, it all comes down to content. So is your content something that actually um, that actually helps people? That's something that makes people want to read whatever you're sending them to? Uh, do people look forward to reading your emails every day? If not, and you're just spamming people and just selling every single time, it's not going to help at all. Um, at some point, you will start getting people marking your emails as spam, which is going to help your reputation and your domain. Um, so yeah, I guess those are the two biggest things. And you have to also pay attention at some point to your um, spam rates and your unsubscribe rates. If they are increasing, maybe you just have to change a few things. Maybe decrease the email frequency that you have every week try and see if that works or change your content start sending valuable things tips uh, hacks um, whatever valuable thing you have free content that's going to help people and not just straight sell them every single day you know so th those are the big biggest things that i see wow yeah those are huge those are those are good elements of of audit checkpoints for anybody in the process of the email marketing um I like, I want to dive into what I called my, my labels folder of courses and funnels. Um, and like, just have you dissect it with me and have some fun with that. I don't think we have the time today. Um, but I'm thinking that maybe we get you on with Chris Chambers and we do something similar to that, where we start dissecting like what's working and what's not. Should we do this? Should we not? Based on what we see in my filtered inbox um, of, of campaigns. Uh, but anyway, going back to the community growth side of things. So if you're going to be using email marketing, for community growth, what does that look like? How do you do that? Well, um, a good starting point is basically segmenting the people that you have uh, based on where they are in their customer journey. For example, you want to be treating the customer of yours differently than a non-customer. You have to be treating the customer mm -hmm. that's buying from you every, every single month, let's say, or if they have bought multiple times from you differently than just a customer that's bought from you once. So that's a good starting point. And then of course, you know, building a community is basically rewarding your subscribers with anything you may have. You might want to build a community, let's say offline or maybe a Facebook group or whatever, and just have them everyone in there, or maybe just have a discord, uh, group so when you start sending emails and just tell them to join that community then that's going to help grow a community at the end of the day and emails play, play a big role into communicating with those people because you know email is king everyone checks their emails so um that's a good way to to grow a community i believe absolutely email is still king there's Channels that are on the rise that that challenge it, and that's a good thing. That's that's a healthy thing for the market to have options. Um, one such option that I've I was very impressed with in the last couple of months was the reality of having your own app in addition. Um, you know, and I when I say in addition, again, uh, kind of like king and queen, right? They go hand in hand. You don't have to just put all your eggs in one basket. But 
Um, one of the points of the gentleman who was selling the app building platform at a super low rate, we'll talk about that if he ever comes on the show, um, is that with every other form of marketing, whether it's email, SMS, uh, Facebook, et cetera, you are filtered tremendously, whether you're going to a spam folder, um, you know, or you're putting that promotions label or on Facebook, they just limit who sees your post, um, you know, based on how popular you are. And if you're driving people off of Facebook, um, like to a link, then he talked about how you're, you're less likely to get exposure on that post because Facebook doesn't want you to leave the platform. Um, so I was like, wow, these are, these are interesting points. He said with an app, when you have your own personalized app, nothing can filter you except the user who has the app. They have yeah. full, you have full control over that communication. I was like, Whoa, I was like, and so he showed some case studies about conversion rates and open rates and how it's just astronomical uh, once you have an app that is that is functioning really well. Um, so I'd add that on as well as part of community. Um, you talked about different platforms with which you can host a community. There's the offline communities where you might go and meet in a, at, a, at a banquet hall weekly for a mastermind, for instance, or a, a networking opportunity. Then you've got online where you've got Facebook groups. You mentioned Discord. Discord being like Slack. If you don't know what either one of those are, we'll try to drop those in the show notes. Um, and uh, what what platform do you prefer for building communities, Alex? I mean, there are a bunch of different ones. Um, there's School, there's Kajabi, um, Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, uh, Discords. You can't even build a group on Messenger or WhatsApp or Telegram. It's it's there are many different ways you can build a group. Um, yep. At the end of the day, it just comes down to a personal choice, I think. And what's what's the reason behind uh, building the group? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll I'll, I'll add some uh, color comments to that though, because I'm I am a little bit worried for people in the community building space. Um, there's a lot of companies that are using this tactic school um, where they, they talk about how you don't want to build your community on Facebook because then Facebook has control over that audience, that data, that community. And, and what happens if Facebook switches gears? Okay. Hold on there. Facebook's mission is now built around communities, right? That, that they changed the mission several years ago to where that's what it's all built around. It's a free platform, right? Which is means it has an unfair advantage over school and, and other community building platforms like that. And three, which one's which one's more likely to go out of business? I'm just curious. What do you think? Facebook or school? Which one's more likely to go out of business? Any startup is much more likely to yeah. go out of business than Facebook. So I don't like the manipulation tactics. I, I can't stand that for any market. Um, and do they have additional program growth, et cetera. Will they survive when probably? I mean, Sam Ovens is a smart guy. Um, he just sold consulting.com, by the way, I believe to the Flow Research Collective Partners. Um, and so that was interesting. Um, don't know how much he sold it for, how much they acquired it for. Um, but I'm not I'm not a fan of the, the, the mudslinging. So I'll call people out for mudslinging. It's not me mudslinging. It's just me saying, hey, this is what's happening. There's Discord. Discord, I really like. Um, it, it is definitely a really nice style of, of community where you don't have the distractions of the ads, right? That Facebook will naturally have along the side and the ability to, it's a, it's a little bit, it's like a quiet room. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like about discord as an environment for building. 
Plus you have those, you know, the sub channels are pretty easy to, to create and stuff like that. Um, you know, still has an app where you can get access to it. So, and if you hate Facebook, you know, I feel like Jackson, whatever, I, I don't trust Mark Zuckerberg, et cetera. I get it. Um, you know, so, so use the platform that, that you want to, but I, you know, a newsletter is not a community. I want to point that out. A lot of people say it is. It's one no, way. It's, it's one way communication. A community yeah. is about involvement of, of two way communication, empowering and, and helping that happen. It's also very hard to run a community. What are some of the challenges, Alex, that you've seen with community management that if somebody's wanting to launch a group, they should be aware of? Yeah, I guess um, customer support. Uh, it's one thing. Make sure that there's a person that's not spamming people. So they might be, they have to be adhering to the rules. You got to moderate. Another thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like having a police team, um, you know, a, a very nice <laughs> police team for your, your group, your, your community, obviously your group is a virtual city. You got yeah, to right. for people to feel safe. Exactly. Yeah. Carry on. Um, yeah. What else? I mean, overall have a positive vibe in that group, you know, um, and it's it's one thing to join a group it's another thing to stay in the group for a long time so ask and yourself to <laughs> yeah and to participate as well so right i guess that's that's the questions that you need to ask yourself like how can i make this person stay as long as possible in my group and participate as well so it's not just to make people join the group yeah I love that. And so, uh, and that's really comes back to treat your group like you're a city manager and understanding what your goals are, right? Some cities want to maintain their local feel to where and they're like, we don't really want new people moving in. Um, you know, this is, this is how we like things, but we want you to come visit. We're a tourist town, right? And then there's the Vegas, which is like, everybody come and do whatever the heck you want. We're all about that. Um, you know, and then you got, you got all sorts of different cities in between you as a city manager get to decide how you want your group to behave, um, how you want them to engage, how often, et cetera. And working with a strategist like Alex, who gets to see that reality is, is one of the best things that you can do to mastermind and think tank. You know, how do I want the, the success of this to unfold? So Alex, we really appreciate you being here today. Um, we didn't get to dive in as deep as we want, but like I said, I'd love to have you on the, the other show, The Power Take as well. Um, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way to do so if they got follow-up questions about email, marketing, life? Being yeah, sure. I mean, shoot me a message on Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever. Join my email list. Shoot me an email there. Um, by the way, my email list, uh, the newsletter list is on emailbountyhunter.com. So, and my email is alex at emailbountyhunter.com. So, there's a bunch of different ways to reach out to me. You will not get into someone who has a VA or whatever. It's just personally me. So just you for now. Free. Yeah. Feel free to reach out and I'm trying to maintain that. So uh, uh, I want, I, yeah, I don't want to be, yeah. I've seen other very successful business owners out there that I've reached out to and they reached out to and I could feel that it, there's a VA behind them. It's not them speaking, you know, so it's kind of disappointing. So mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm trying to keep things a little bit different. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. And it, it, it definitely depends on, uh, you know, I would never want my, my VA to 
send to somebody a, a personalized birthday message. Um, you know, it's like the worst. It's like, what? You know, why did you automate that to me? I got one the other day that said, um, happy birthday. Here's my latest lead magnet. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, That's the best me. gift you they can give you, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> and it said, share it with others. And I was like, did you okay. literally just send me a request to share you on my birthday? Wow, that's that's epic. Uh, anyway, my friends, Vision Pros, keep being awesome human beings, as Alex talked about. If you want to connect with them, of course you can. And if you want to share your vision, don't hesitate to apply for Vision Pros Live. And we look forward to seeing you on the show. Everybody have a great rest of your day. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving us your time and attention. Have an excellent